Hello and welcome in to another episode of Farm to Fame. I am Kelsey Wingert. That is Peter Moylan. That is our captain, Maddie Mass. None of us matter today because we have a very special guest who I've gotten to know this week and Winton Bernard. Hello, guys. I think we've all got to know you this week, to be honest with you. If you don't know you now, welcome. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me on. Winton, thank you so much. We are um, literally staying in the same hotel right now, uh, just taping. <laughs> but um, if you haven't been following Winton's stories this week, it's been literally, and a lot of us have said this, like your debut was like a career day for so many of us. Like so many of us are going to remember covering that day for the rest of our careers. It was like that special of um, that special and that unique um, of a situation. But he played 11 years in the minor leagues. He played an independent ball. Shout out to the mm -hmm. Sugarland Space Cowboys now, formerly known as the Skeeters. He has played in Australia and mm -hmm. Mexico. Is that yeah, correct? Mexico. Yeah. Um, 863 minor league games. I'm assuming those don't count the hundreds that you've played in, in the other leagues as well. Um, grinded with five different organizations. You got drafted in 2012 in the later rounds by the Padres. And um, you have like blown up because of not, not because of your journey, but more so because of the person you are and how much people just, adore you and it's been so those two things combined major major league debut one of the coolest days of this entire mlb season so far so if you haven't if that's the recap on winton's story so first of all winton congratulations and i know you've you know i've told you that 17 times this week <laughs> i gave you sprint that up to you in the clubhouse with a big bear hug you had no idea who i was <laughs> thank you Big thank you to you. And I'll never forget part of that day was a big prayer from you. That meant a lot to me too. That's special. And when somebody prays for you and, you know, people pray for me all the time. I pray for other people all the time. People don't even know. I could see somebody walking across the street. I was like, you know what? Something just tells me to pray for them, but prayer just goes such a long way. Yeah. I, I was really glad that we were able to do that. We, um, before his debut, we went aside in the, in the dugout and I prayed over him because uh, he's really strong in his faith and it was just a really special day. So that's what he was referring to. Um, my question that I just have to ask right now was how was your first big league flight? Because we all clapped for you when you got on the plane <laughs> and um, how was your first night in a five-star big league hotel? <laughs> Unreal experience. Oh, getting on that flight. I was like, wait, we don't have to go through security. <laughs> we, you just walk right in. Uh, it was awesome. It really was. You know, I got I got food. I got the whole nine yards. I got some, uh, some cake, some uh, ice cream, whatever I can get my hands on. Careful. I want to hear it all though. Be start, careful now. Okay. Start in the beginning. What's that? I want to I want to hear it all though. Start in the beginning. Did you go chicken burrito, steak burrito, or taco salad? When oh, we I went I went steak burrito from the get go. Okay, okay. Steak, steak over chicken. And then um, there was a brownie in there, and I didn't even know it. In the chicken? They were, so they were coming around, handing around brownies. And I was like, hey, let me get one of those. Jake Bird was like, man, you have one in your bag. I was like, how do you know I didn't already eat another one? I was like, you bring that one too. So I had a couple of brownies. Uh, 
And then I just got to relax. I actually got to cut up with a lot of people. It's been so crazy, obviously, the past couple of days. So I sent a lot of messages over to to people and then talking to talking to a lot of the guys, just asking questions. And then, of course, on the bus trip from the plane to the hotel, um, Chuck, oh, he, made me, <laughs> he made me get up in front of everybody and he started asking me like a million questions and <laughs> so I tell everybody my background and uh, stories from the minor leagues. Some that aren't appropriate for the podcast, uh, <laughs> but it was it was super fun, and I think the guys got to know me a little bit more. Are they serious questions, or are, <laughs> is it funny? In the beginning, it was serious, and then we started to get into like the more funny stuff, and guys were just asking whatever they wanted. It was it was pretty it was pretty cool. Okay, so I have I have a question, and I want you to run me through the minute you sign professionally. Right? You think, okay, okay I'm here now. Because everybody that signs professionally thinks you're only a, a cup of coffee away from the big leagues. Needless to say, that's not the truth. So your journey from that point, you've been everywhere. Walk me through some of it and the most memorable parts of it, please. Wow. It's it's such a long journey, but... Uh, we got was, a long time. Yeah, okay. 2012, drafted by the Padres. And late round pick, 35th round. Um, so I wasn't getting really much opportunities in the beginning, obviously. Uh, a lot of the guys, like the first rounders, were getting a lot of the opportunities. So um, I had that rookie season. And then the next year, I worked with Phil Plantier back home. He was a hitting coach for the Padres. He changed my whole swing. And so I went into spring training that year, and I had a really good one. And they were about to release me, which I found out later. The guy, Randy Johnson, he told me, yeah, we were thinking about releasing you because – you weren't that good last year, but since I had such a big swing change, they kept and they held on to me for 2013, but I just went all over the place. I was on four different teams. I was in Eugene, Oregon, Lake Elsinore, the Arizona league. And I went to Fort Wayne for a few days. So I was just kind of like the guy who was bouncing all over the place. And then the next spring training, I was going into it in January. And that's when I got released by the Padres. So then, uh, you know, I'm like, what do I do next? And I went to an open tryout with the Los Angeles Dodgers. And then they said, well, we have no spots available. We're giving our spots to some younger guys. So then I went to Florida and I went to an open tryout with the Detroit Tigers. And there's 100, probably like 120 guys there. And I was the only one to sign. So then I got. How old were you there? How old were you there? I don't know. I was 23 then. Okay. And then I went to A-ball. Um, with the Tigers and then I won Midwest League MVP our starting center fielder got hurt the very first game and I then I got my opportunity and I literally won the batting title um, led the league in a whole bunch of different categories and I won the Midwest League MVP after the season the Tigers put me on the 40-man roster <laughs> I'll never forget I got a I got a text from one of my teammates he goes hey are you in the big leagues right now is it no, what are you talking about? He's like, I think the Tigers just put you on the 40-man. I was like, well, that's not the big leagues. It, it is, but it's, you know, it kind of is, but it's not, right? But At that point, it feels like it. Yeah, exactly. I was, oh, my gosh. I was so excited. So yeah. um, try not to extend this story out too long, but the next year. Please do. Okay. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> <laughs> 2015, um, I went to AA. They, they wanted to send me to high A, and my agent was like, why would we send him a high? Let's let's have him skip high. Let's see how we can do a double A. I went to double A and I led the league in hits and triples. Had another really, really good season. And I was really, really, really hoping that I would get called up at the end of that year. Mm. It was like the perfect scenario where I think they needed another right-handed bat. And it was the last game of the season. I'll never forget the fans in Erie. They all stood up and gave me an ovation. 
Um, people in the locker room, my teammates were all hoping I was going to get to the big leagues. I know I was in double A, but I was still in the 40 man and I didn't get that call. And I was super, super disappointed. Mm -hmm. Um, but I took like just a couple days and I said, we're going back again. And so I went to spring training with the Tigers. Once again, um, uh, Cameron Maven got hurt that year. And so things were looking good for me to, to make the team, but unfortunately I didn't have the best spring training Mm. and on the very, very last day. Brad Osmus brought me in and he said, we got to send you to AAA. So I was inches away once again. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up getting released by the Tigers in 2016. Um, they DFA'd me. I finished out the year in AA. 2017, I was a free agent. I signed with the San Francisco Giants and had kind of a slow start. So my opportunities came slim. I stayed the whole year in AAA, but I was mostly used as like fourth or fifth outfielder. Yeah, exactly. I would get on and pinch run or come in for defense in like the ninth inning. And then I said, since I didn't have a good year, I have to go play winter ball. My agent told me, do not go to Venezuela. And I felt like that was the best opportunity I had to try to get picked up again. And, you know, we still talk about it to this day. He goes, I can't believe you went all the way to Venezuela and, you know, try to get signed again. The way the situation was at the time, it was really, really terrible. I've had so many stories there. Uh, people breaking into zoos just to eat. It's not even a joke. They were mm. killing, killing zoos animals. It's just yep. so sad. And so um, the Cubs signed me in 2018. They saw me play in Venezuela. They saw my 20 at-bats or whatever I had, something slim, but they said they liked what they saw. And 2018, uh, not much playing time again, but I was kind of looked at as possibly a speed guy who could come up to the big leagues later on in the year. And I don't know if it was – 18 or oh, it was 18. Um, my double A manager, he told me, he's like, Hey, I think they want to bring you up to the big league club to steal bases. So I'm getting ready. I'm practicing. I'm working on my craft every day. And then they signed Terrence Gore, who's done it, you know, probably the best to do it in the, in the playoffs and stuff like that. Disappointed again. And, mm-hmm. um, got another opportunity in 2019. I told him I was going to keep working hard. Went to spring training, had the one of the best spring trainings I've had. Um, I was in like 30, 30 at bats in spring training, hit 400 with a couple home runs. Things were like really looking up and I get to AAA and it's just a log jam again in the outfield. But I hold my own and um, I sent me to AA after about two months. And I'll never forget um, upper management was saying you hang up as a professional, you know, you're 28, 29 years old, but willing to go to double a just keep doing your thing down there and you'll be right back up i do my thing in double a for three weeks i'm hitting over 300 and they bring me in they say hey we got some younger guys we got to let you go i was up to that point in like three years i was having like one of the best seasons so disappointed once again so disappointed and then i had no other options it was middle of the season so then i went to independent ball but i told myself i have to get out you know i'm about to make all these changes so i started reading books Better Relentless by Tim Grover. Um, just try to change my whole mental attitude because I could have been in a dark place and I saw a lot of my teammates in dark places. I tried to bring them up as best as I could. And I had a really good year in independent ball. Two more months left of the season. I think I got player of the month for the Atlantic League in September and broke some of the records in the playoffs. Um, and then, you know, I sent everything to my agent. I, overall, in 2019, I had a good year. I went to Mexico at the end of that year. I, I missed the Australia trip, by the way. <laughs> but uh, that was in 2018. 
and I, I got ready for big league camp uh to i went to australia to get ready for uh for camp that year that's where all big leagues go to get ready that's right <laughs> the thing i like about australia is it's extended so long into january too so you're fresh for spring training but yeah. you know 2020 comes around and i have no offers from any team my agent's pulling for me he's trying and nothing's coming up so i said i'll sign back with the skeeters and then COVID happened so they did a Fourteen league down in Texas in independent ball. I'm down there playing, and I did pretty well. And I'm, you know, I'm still trying to get picked back up. So 2021 rolls around, and it's January. Still have nothing. Uh, I go to the Dominican. A couple teams saw me down there, uh, but I was only there for about a week. It was like the the end of the season. They needed a guy, and so. I get a call from um, Phil Plantier, who's my hitting coach, and he said, hey, we're going to do a workout with Connor Joe because Connor Joe, I believe, had gotten signed just like at the same time. And he said, we're going to work out at Westview High School and Buddy Black's going to be there. Let me know if you you know, want to come hit. And I was able to hit in front of Buddy Black. He actually threw me batting practice. I was going to say he told us that. <laughs> it, I shook his hand, said it's a complete honor. He was the first one to call me up in my first uh, major league spring training game in 2013. Wow. Like, wow. I hope, he remembers that. I hope he remembers that. I got to tell him if he doesn't remember that. I got oh called my gosh, up. Gosh, wait, the- I'm like writing that down to do a report yeah. on. <laughs> my first big league spring training game, he called me up. So Buddy Black, I mean, I was a Padres fan growing up. He was obviously just a huge deal. And for me to hit in front of him was like, wow. I get a call from my agent the next day. I'm driving you know, back to my house from another workout. And he goes, the, the Rockies want to sign you. I lost it. Mm-hmm. I, I, I had to pull over. I lost it. I mean, like just coming out of independent ball in itself. Yeah. I mean, the whole journey has just been uh, unbelievable. But even coming out of independent ball is so incredibly hard. And so uh, to that, or 2021 didn't go as well as I wanted to. Um, I was so thankful I got to go to spring training. Spent the whole year in AAA. I uh, got the fan favorite award, like so many good things did happen, but I wasn't where I wanted to be baseball wise. And so I tried to make a whole bunch of changes this past off season. And even this off season, I, you know, I wasn't getting calls, you know, the first, the first couple months. So I said, let's go to Mexico. Let's prove to all the teams that I'm making a swing change and let's see what happens. And sure enough, I got another call from the Rockies and a couple other teams that were interested in, I felt like I should go back to the Rockies because they'd seen me last year and I was comfortable with Warren Schaefer, my manager. And I was like, okay, let's do this. And so, uh, like I said, I had a really good year in Mexico and I was able to transfer that into minor league spring training. And I just started running with it. 2020 <laughs> came along and I, I've been doing really well. I did really well in AAA. Let's see. I'm like top five in all the offensive categories. Oh my gosh. In AAA, he hit, what were you hitting? 325 with 17 home runs, 26 stolen bases, 74 RBI, like a 980 OPS. Like, so safe to say you earned the call up. It's not like, oh, we're going to do him a favor here. Right. Yeah. Okay. Everything changed, man. It was, it's so cool. Like, I just, I learned how to, to hit again. Not again, but the right way like i learned so much about myself that i knew i had potential for hitting the ball to right center mm-hmm. hitting line drives oppo going left center gap stuff that i hadn't done in my career i learned how to do it and so super happy about that 
Hey, we want to take a quick break to tell you guys we we're talking so much about AAA and the minor leagues that the Rail Riders, the Yankees AAA affiliate team, plays only about two hours from Yankee Stadium. So just take the trip to check out the Baby Bombers in action at PNC Field. They've got lots of great stuff happening at the park, like an awesome fireworks show every Friday, great drinks on two drink deals and drinks. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, Wagon Wednesdays, where you can bring your dog to a game and much more. It is a great experience for all ages. You can check out their team store at railriders.milbstore.com. You can follow them on social media at at SWB Railriders. That's Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can go see the Yankees' hottest prospects make their way up to the big leagues and get your tickets today by going to swbrailriders.com. And if you use the promo code JUMBOY, you get 25% off the entire team store. So go check out the Baby Bombers. Maddie, is there anybody special there right now? Peraza is there, obviously. Um, Aaron Boone recently said, I believe that they don't plan on bringing him up anytime soon. So you'll get a whole lot of Peraza uh, currently with Scranton. And then I still hope that he does get a chance to play at the MLB level. Um, at some point this season so try to catch him there before it's too late did you change anything workout wise or was it just strictly swing and 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 was it was it your approach was it what what changed i'd say the number one is the swing so you know staying through the ball way 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 more keeping my head on it way 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 more um not workout wise but even the mentality of just going into my every day and focusing on the mental if I have one at bat at bat, really not letting it get to me. Um, two at bats coming. A lot of guys don't want that fourth at bat. You know, they see the lineup card like, oh shoot. Well, I hope he gets out. I hope he gets out. No, that's not the way it's supposed to no. work. You want that fourth at bat. And David Justice has told me he uh, had a, a bat against the Yankees. I think he was 0 for four. And he said, "Hey, dog." Before the announcement, say I'm 0 for four with with four Ks. Before you could even say it, that first pitch, boom. Hit a home run to right field, and I won the game for us. So it's just like you just never know. I mean, in life and baseball, you just never know what's going to happen. All you can do is just give it your all, you know. I just want to say one something real quick. A lot of people look at my my story and go, "Oh, you're so persistent." I wasn't persistent. You were persistent. I was. I just had opportunity, and I had luck. What I did with that, I, I, I accept full responsibility for, but I got so lucky to get my opportunity. The difference is you didn't give up. You, nothing stopped you. you I, I never had something pushing me back. It was always, hey, try this, try this, try this. Whereas you've been kicked in the, you know what, more <laughs> times than anyone that I've really heard and nothing stopped you. Man. What, what? So that was that one mentality change that changed everything and you've just all of a sudden always been like that. I've always been like that, but at the same time, I knew I needed to get better. Um, obviously and that's the whole goal just to get better every every time but i mean you know my mom was telling me this past off season she's like son you've you've had it hard your whole life she's like when you were in little league she said the coach didn't even want to play you because his own son i mean that happens a lot but she's like you made the all-star team you led the league in hitting your 11 year old year and you didn't get to start one game in all-stars because the coach so you had to go other places just to get you know an opportunity once i get to high school you know my high school coach tells me that he's like what's your goal here and i said i want to get a division one scholarship and he goes well you can't even start for me here i I was i mean just just mind-blowing things that have happened my whole life yeah and i just keep getting being down being down but like i said i just get back up 
this has been his story this week and it's and and it's been really really special because his mom's been in town with us um oh, that's cool. is it, she come to st louis she's gonna come yes i yes. bet she's driving <laughs> she wants to <laughs> she wants to i told her i was like mom just tell me when you want to come back she had a she has to go back for a day and then i think she's going to try to come come tomorrow or the next day so i'm getting your, I'm getting your flight mom i'm getting your flight she hates flying though she just loves driving okay she's more sentimental because her and my dad used to drive to my brother's games growing up like all the way to new mexico north carolina they drove me back to niagara they just drive everywhere they used to like okay. everywhere yeah so that was that was a big part of winton's story this week um Peter, that, that was like a really special part of it was his mom, who is the like most welcoming, warm, kindest, open, just like you, you feel like you've known her forever when you sit down with her for 30 seconds. Um, And Winton had said that he really saw how his mom took care of, and you can tell the story, Winton, of of your late father who passed away in um, 20... 2010. 2010. Um, and when he saw how his mother took care of his dad every single day when his dad was bedridden, he promised himself that he was going to work as hard as she did mm. forever. Um, so, you know, I mean, and you guys have probably seen the video, but when you you calling your mom when you got the call and telling her that was the most incredible thing to watch. And she said that was the first time that you had ever expressed that to her. So it was just so special for her to, that whole phone call was so special for her. It was, I mean, like I said, that I can't watch the video without me, me crying again, just thinking about it makes me emotional. You know, there's just so many emotions, like a mother's love, a father's love is, I'm just so thankful and so blessed, mm. but um, for her to have all that strength to see, to see that for me, it's just like, wow, mom, I can go through anything, you know, and not only her, but my dad, my dad told me, he said, he said, I would have, I would have left a long time ago, but I'm staying here for you, boy. And that meant a lot to me too, because I think he wanted to, he wanted to give up. He just wanted to let go. He was so sick. He was in pain, but he said, I'm going to start, he started dialysis and he told me he didn't want to do it at all. He said, I'm doing this for you. That's the only reason. And so between my mom and my dad, just seeing how they were fighting for me, it's like, I just want to make them proud. People ask, you know, in in college, why, you know, I never drank. I never did any, any drugs. I'm like, I look up to my parents so much. Why would I try to spend their money? Whereas I was, I was working at the, at the clay dining hall and everybody else was going out in college. Mm. When my when my parents came to visit me, all the money I had saved from the dining hall, I said, "This is for you guys." I gave oh. them I gave them a thousand dollars. I said, "Thank you guys for coming." It's just like I'm so thankful with so much gratitude, like to the bottom of my heart, that my parents looked out for me so much growing up, and my mom obviously still continues to, but they've just done so much. So how could I not try to make them proud? Mm. Unbelievable. I don't, I'm not saying anything. You go, Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's been it's been such a such a special thing to follow along with. And now, 
are you like, how are you feeling in games now? Like, are you, are you, ner- are you settling in at all? What are the nerves like? I mean, are you com- getting comfortable up here? How long does that take? Yeah, I'm definitely getting comfortable. Last game felt better. I didn't have a good game. Uh, I know I got my first RBI, but mm-hmm. there's a couple of things. And for whatever reason, I think I've gone back to kind of like my old swing, but mentally um, I'm going to do a whole bunch of stuff tonight to try to get back to where I was. And even after my last out, I said, Oh, that's what I need to do. So yeah. I think I've already kind of figured it out and now it's just about putting it together. And I'm look- looking forward to the next time I get to play, whether it's a pinch hit, whether it's a start um, and just going up there and showing what I really can do because I've worked so hard up to this point, especially making all these swing changes in AAA. Um, I don't want to let anybody down. It's disappointing. I was, I was pretty let down after the game yesterday. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Just because I was like, dang, I let Buddy Black down, you know? I mean, he's he's the one. And so um, my it's team. one game, is, man. Yeah, that's very, very true. Very true. It's just, one, it's just one game. But I got over it after about 30 minutes. And that's that's usually my window. After about 30 minutes, when I can shower and I'm good. Yeah. And all the guys are back there supporting me. So back to my positive attitude right away. Is your heart rate slowing down at the plate yet? Or do you, is it still? Okay. Yeah. I just can't imagine. I can't imagine just, I don't know, the nerves that go into it. But I just don't know how long that would take for them to die down a little bit. I know, right? They never um, do. Everybody, well, everybody tells me, told me to be you up there. So I think that calmed me down a lot too. So I haven't really been nervous. It's just been more of, uh, I don't know how to explain it. I felt like I really did belong when I was walking up to the plate. Like, but at the same time, after after as, as many opportunities and chances as you thought you might have had and not gotten to finally get one, you can be forgiven for thinking you might want to press a little bit the first two games. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Everybody it, wants the ball out and go four for four, but you know, yeah. BJ, my colleague BJ, tells me that he is like he says a hundred at bats. After a hundred at bats at a certain level, you can really tell what what it's going to be like and what you're going to be like. So that's Brian Jordan. That's Brian BJ. Jordan. Yeah, the Brian Jordan. The Brian Jordan. Yeah. No way. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I've heard that before too. Yeah. So in your debut, that the hit was like electric just because <laughs> it, he beat out an infield single and he was called out. And when it showed on the jumbo, first of all, how do you sh- how do you call that out? Maybe to set the drama, sure, Mister Umpire. I'll give you the benefit <laughs> of the doubt there. But right. you were like three feet past the base when he called you out. I know. I was like, please, buddy, please challenge this. Like, <laughs> please, please. Because in the minors, like I said, that's happened to me uh, several, several times. I mean, probably over 60 times in my career where there's been a bang-bang play and I felt like I was safe. And there's nothing you can do about it. There. Yeah. You just, you're, you're out. And sometimes umpires, for whatever reason, they, they're ready to go. Or they usually don't think I'm that fast, especially if it's their first time seeing me play. Oh, yeah. So they're kind of surprised by the call or they're not used to guys hustling like really, really hard down the line. But mm. I'm all about hard 90s. And so sometimes I get caught off guard, but I was just so thankful that he uh, challenged the call because I was 100% sure I was going to be safe. So was everybody in planet Earth who saw the replay. <laughs> hey, how do you like the pitch clock down in AAA? I like it. It speeds up the game a lot. It really does. It's funny because here everybody takes their time and I forgot I have so much time. So as soon as somebody gets out, I'm like rushing up to the plate. They haven't even announced. <laughs> it's happened twice already. 
they haven't announced my name yet and i'm already walking up like because <laughs> in triple a you have like i don't know what it is 25 seconds but i'm all rushing up to the play i'm like, oh okay okay i got time i got time and even in between pitches it's better now because i have time but in triple a the game speed up. do you prefer it oh it's such a good question the only thing i don't like is i like to call time a couple different times and here or in triple a you can only call it once okay I do like how it's sped up, but I wish they gave you a little bit more time. It's like, I'd like you to ask him in a month too. All of a sudden, he starts hitting 400, a couple of tanks, and all of a sudden, he's walking up to his music, maybe a couple of dance moves. <laughs> I know, right? Going out. Exactly. That's what I was talking to Brian Servant about it, and Brian was saying how he thinks he actually prefers it, but he wishes that it was like two seconds longer or yeah. like something minimal. But he was like, I actually like it. But so... Are, are you intentionally trying to slow down up here now that you have more time or are you just doing the same thing you were doing in triple a i'm intentionally trying to slow down a little bit because it's nice to just breathe you know you yeah. can like step out you can breathe whereas before you just have to you're ready for the next pitch already and yeah. the pitchers the pitcher's taking his time too so i don't want to be like all locked in when he's not even ready yeah okay we went to inter interrupt this interview very quickly to tell you about our good friends over at DraftKings because college football is back like seriously the best time of the freaking year I love fall I love just listening to college football on tv and taking a nap under a nice blanket I love eating queso I love football season and it's time to enjoy the tradition the fun and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook to celebrate the best time of the year right now new customers can bet just five dollars on any team LSU and get two hundred dollars in free bets instantly win or lose if that's not enough action you can also place a same game parlay for a shot an even bigger payout just combine multiple bets into one like which team will get the win which team will score first which card's worth more DraftKings Ooh. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code JOMBOY. Bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's promo code JOMBOY, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 and up in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for terms and resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Caller or text the Tennessee red line at 1-800-889-9789 in New York. Call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. One per new customer minimum $5 deposit and wager $200 issue as eight $25 free bets. Well, in your debut, it was cool because we had spoken so much about your speed. Obviously, your average, you fit for power and you showcased you showcased the glove in that game. You showcased the speed with the stolen bag um, and the speed to beat out that infield single. But how good did it feel to be able to get that stolen bag in your debut just to kind of like show them like, hey, I can do it up here, too. I know. Right. That was so cool. And Giddy, you know, he's talking to me at first base and I was like, have a green light. Right. Like, yeah, you do. So <laughs> I was like, I'm going to take off on this pitch. I wanted to go on the first one, but obviously I wanted to see how the pitcher, um, how quick he was to the plate. And so yeah. the second one, after I saw that first one, I was like, oh, I got him. I got him. And so I just I just took off with no regrets and just did it like I wasn't in the minors or yeah. you know, playing winter ball. Just same same game. Did you steal the base? Did you get the actual base? Like what all did you get from your debut? I got my first major league hit ball. 
I got the first cash. They authenticated my cleats, but I'm still wearing them because I love them. Yeah, those are sick. <laughs> Thank you. you got the sticker on them? Yeah. <laughs> still playing with the sticker. Like if the sticker comes off, we'll just try to find a new one or something. <laughs> uh, hold on. I got one here somewhere. I think I got... that's it. Oh, man, that's so funny. If you, don't know what, if you don't know what an authentication sticker looks like, they put it on everything these days. So I don't blame you for wearing them anyway. Yeah. That's awesome. Is that all you got? The ball, both balls, the cleats? Yeah, they said they were going to try to give me the line of card. Um, that'd be cool when i get back that's that's what i'm really hoping for i want to and hopefully buddy you know outside that and everything yeah uh, yeah buddy's the best man he is he is it's funny the first time i met him too at that workout because he went to san diego state mm-hmm. and i was like <laughs> i was like buddy my mom went to san diego state like, did you try to hit on my mom back to college? <laughs> 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 but uh, they went at different times anyway but he was laughing He's- about it he is like the kindest, most intentional person. Um, so that, I mean, that has to be really cool because he, he grew up a Padres fan. Um, and you said that Buddy was just somebody who you really loved because he was the manager at the time. Yeah, right. You're exactly. a big fan of him. For sure. Yeah. Especially like, you know, around the time I was in college, I used to always follow the Padres. And I was I was lucky because I did get drafted by him. Um, but Buddy Black was like. He was the man. Um, okay, Pete, did you see that they went on Family Feud? <laughs> I haven't seen if there's a video, I haven't seen the video, but Where I saw you did video? go on Family Feud. <laughs> I looked today, I've looked for like two hours for the video. I've oh we our broadcast tried too. Oh, you broadcast showed it? We couldn't find the video anywhere. Oh. We were trying to get some sort of video from the show, but we we didn't find it. It's so funny. This Kid from Instagram, uh, he's in Albuquerque. He's like my biggest fan. He's he's the coolest kid in the world. I've made a connection with him. He unfortunately lost both of his parents, so I've been trying to be a good role model for him. Um, he did a whole research for about eight hours and found it on some illegal website, downloaded the whole thing. I was like, how did you even find this? How did, I don't know how he found it. But it, they took it off YouTube because of copyright like a couple years ago. Yeah. But some kind of way he found the video. Dang. <laughs> I know. Well, Peter, Steve Harvey called Winton a nasty little thing. <laughs> he did. And what was your response? Tell him the question. It was uh, first And I'll question. tell you what my response was. I'll tell you. I'll give you an answer. I'll give you oh, an wait, oh, Ask me the question. Peter, wait, okay. I would love. I would love to. One answer. We have to go for five answers. Oh, so you was in the actual, okay. All right. Are you ready? I'm yes, ready. Pete. I'm ready. Survey says, uh, <laughs> no, it's, it was named something a sex education teacher brings to class. Dildo. <laughs> Four more. No. I got to do five of them? <laughs> I was wrong, too. <laughs> Why would they bring that? Sex education? To sh- I mean, to show what the size of a penis is. I mean, maybe the shape and size. Isn't that what they do in sex ed? Like, this is a penis, this is a vagina. And no? Oh, man. I'm blushing for you right now. See, if you were in my shoes, Steve probably, probably would have called you a nasty little thing, too. Probably. What, what was your answer? Oh, what? Ah, oh, dang. I don't know if she's on here. Okay, my mom said condoms. She got it right. I think that was the number one answer. That was good. And then it got around to me and I said birth control pills because I, I didn't think it was in the same category as 
condoms, right? Or I said birth control. Mm. And so Steve Harvey is like, uh, that might not work. So then I said birth control pills and got my first ex, right? So then it comes back around to me again. And I said porn. And then <laughs> <laughs> that's when Steve goes up to my mom. He's like, mm. that wins the nasty little thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I can absolutely just envision steve harvey saying that oh my god right with a look on his face like he's judging man that would be beautiful oh gosh so yeah it was was a pretty embarrassing moment for me all right fine just send us the video and we'll add it to the we'll add it to the we'll add it that's fine the pictures are phenomenal the close-up of you is my favorite the little afro yeah yeah that was my good luck charm that that season so I, i couldn't cut it well, it wasn't good luck at Family Feud because you went over <laughs> <No>, three. <laughs> Definitely wasn't. And then I got to meet both of your brothers. So, Pete, he has a brother who played in the NFL and a brother who played in the NBA who also played like 15 years overseas. So three professional athletes in three different sports. Your mom, that's doing it. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's some impressive genes. All right. How was it growing up in a family like that? Was it competitive? It was. It was, but they're they're much older than me. Um, one's nine years and one's 12 years older than me. So my yeah. brother was nine years older than me. He was at the house up until probably like seventh grade or eighth grade. But he'd always have me in the backyard, just having me playing defense on him. And it was like impossible. But I had to play as hard as I could because he, I needed to get him better, right? And then he started yelling at me if I started doing bad. He's like, no, move your feet. Move your, you know what I mean? And um, my oldest brother, it wasn't as competitive because he played a totally different sport, which is football. But mm. they've taught me so much growing up. And the cool thing is, you know, I tell people all the time, my parents didn't even care if we played sports. They would get us into piano lessons, saxophone lessons. I got a text from one of my old coaches from Little League. He's like, I always just remember you as the kid who came late. And you apologize because you're late from your saxophone lessons. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, I don't know, it's just pretty cool just because, like, my parents would just get us to anything. They wanted to just try everything and give us the opportunities that they said that they never had. Yeah. Amazing. I'm still trying to look up whether we faced each other. I swear we faced each other. I'm just trying to get actual proof that we faced each other because I swear you probably hit a missile off me. Uh, Maddie, can you look that up? It's not super easy when it's not an MLB no. game. I can, log, I can, but... I can find. I can certainly. I'm asking some people too, just depending on what time they wake up in Australia. <laughs> I was only there for the month of January. Okay, so they brought you in after the Christmas just to for the playoff run. Right. Okay. Was it split up then? Was it East and West, or would everybody play everybody? I think it was split up. <sighs> Maybe I didn't face you. Oh, but I will find out. All right. I know we I know we played um what was it green team Auckland yeah Tuatara did you play in Auckland or did you play at home we played at home, played at home okay well, I'm pretty sure we played how do you say Melbourne yeah that's yeah hey. if you played in Melbourne did you play on turf no we didn't we didn't go there though I okay. think they, if we you guys came to you guys if that was it I okay. know we played uh Perth too Peter's the manager of the Melbourne Aces did you know that yeah he just told me Okay. So sweet. Are you looking for another outfit? Yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> I am. I'm not kidding. <laughs> did you like it that much? I did love it that much, though, seriously. And hey, we'll talk. 
All right. Hey. All right. You, you finish off. You finish off this unbelievable big league season, and we'll talk. All right. Yeah, that's amazing. You guys, interrupting it one more time because the Hudson Valley Renegades, the high affiliate of the New York Yankees, their stadium is over there in Wappingers Falls, New York. You should go check them out. Okay, you should go go to a game. They're running that great deal, uh, the buy one get one lower box. But um, you can visit hvrenegades.com. Join them for the last two weeks in August as they have back to back home stands. Close out the summer at the Dutch with your future Yankees of tomorrow. Like I mentioned, that one really good deal, buy one, get one lower box ticket. It's the whole rest of the season with the promo code JOHNBOY. You can stay up to date with all the top Yankee prospects, maybe some of the new draft picks as they make their way through the system. IG, their Instagram is at HV Renegades. That's also their Twitter, new hats, new merch, and new swag. Wow. There's a discount. You can use the discount code JOHNBOY for 20% off of merch and you can also use the promo code john boy for tickets you get a double whammy there double um, whistle so sure, yeah make sure you visit hvrenegades.com buy one get one lower box tickets the rest of the season with code john boy and use code john boy for 20 percent off your purchase at the renegades team store let's get back to win um peter or maddie do you guys have anything that i didn't get to that you wanted to ask about i do not i'm i'm still just in i'm enamored by the story and I, i'm i can't wait to follow you the rest of the year honestly i just think it's going to be no matter what happens i'm not even going to predict anything i just know you're going to do great things between now and whenever you decide not to thank you man i really appreciate it yeah. i was curious were you roommates with ben verlander i was how was it awesome He's the best. We have so many memories. We'd always be like singing together. And man, he's a great dude. I uh, actually caught up with him a couple months ago and he was really pushing for me. He said, you know, I'm so happy to see that you're still playing. And it's cool because I think a lot of people who aren't playing or are in the game, they still follow me and they feel like that's my major league debut. Even yesterday, it's like they could kind of feel it that they did it too, you know? Mm -hmm. So like the guys that I've made close relationships with and are pushing for me, I think they feel so happy because it's like they're, they've been a part of it or they feel like they're going up to bat with me. Yeah. The only other thing I was thinking while you were telling your story of path to the MLB, uh, you said you, you were in spring training with the Tigers, right? Right. Were you, were you on the field with Miguel Cabrera? And if so, like, I, we've had a few people on who say like, oh, Miguel Cabrera is somebody I looked up to a lot, this and that. Is that somebody that gave you pointers in the dugout and stuff? So Miguel Cabrera, oof. he was so cool, man. He's like playful all the time in the, in the dugout uh, to all his teammates. I really love his swing and he's giving me pointers in the cage, not so much on the field, but in the cage. You know, he's told me a couple of drills to do. Keep the ball close to me. Make sure your path is inside out. You're trying to drive that ball to right center no matter what. And it's funny because before every single game, I'll watch clips of him hitting and I'll watch J.D. Martinez. I have to watch those before the game. Now it's becoming to the point where guys are always like, are you uh, – what's the word? Not routine, but um, like do you, do you have any uh, – Superstitions. Superstitions, yeah. It's almost like a superstition now where I have to watch both their swings to get my mind mentally locked in. But I love their swings. So 
I, I used to love their swings too when I was dominating them for the Kansas City Royals. Oh, I'm tell you said that. Little one time. You can tell them that Detroit was the team I used to love. Don't worry about that. That was fun. Oh, that's so funny. But that was a nightmare, by the way. Nightmare alleys. Because that very reason, I threw a sinker. I told you, low low arm slot, sinker slider guy. But that inside out used to crush me because I used to rely on guys trying to pull me all the time. Gotcha. Those two guys will be the only guys. In fact, JD hit a missile his last at bat against me. And thank God I retired, but because he was going <laughs> to get me after that. Really? Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, last thing, we do this in every episode, and you might oh, have yeah. the best shot out of anybody that's ever been on this podcast. Uh, we do Aussie lingo. So mm. Pete tells us an Australian slang word, and then it's our job to guess what that means in actual English. Okay. So, Pete, <laughs> and you tell him English. he's gonna swipe through this book, and I'm gonna swipe through this. You gotta tell me when to stop. Stop. Oh, early. Spruka. Wow. Who's guessing first? Nose goes. Oh, I can, I can guess first if I need nose goes. Though I love that. Um. Do you wanna know how it's pronounced? Spru. S-P-R-O-O-K-E-R. Spruka, but it's spelt S-P-U-I-K-E-R. Potato. Wow. Mm. That's normally the route I take, Winton, just super random. <laughs> Is it my turn? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go. <laughs> I was like, I'm still trying to think. Spruka. Deep in thought. Um, it's a rose petal. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going with... <laughs> Uh, your next door neighbor. A spruker is a person who stands in front of a shop or stall and eagerly promotes its wares to passerby. <gasps> I'm a spruker. Come in here. Hey, check me spruker. No, exactly. You'd never so niche. How would we have ever gotten that one? You wouldn't. That's the whole point of the Aussie slang book, everybody. Do you, you ever use that word? No. <laughs> I've used spruker before. I yeah. have to tell a lie, but not in my daily. I'm never going to use it now. <laughs> I have used it, but I haven't used it that way. I've used it to describe somebody that, uh, like, if you, if you've like spruced something up, it means that you've you've played something up. Is what I've used it as. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to read some more words? Just, in, I mean, dosh. Yeah. You know what dosh one. is? No. Okay, dosh. I think I've used this before, actually. Cool. No. Nah. Dosh. I'll use it in a sentence, and you get it straight away. Can you lend me some dosh? Money. Yeah. Oh, I Cash. like that one. You like dosh? You can use dosh. 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 Yeah. Funker nickel. Also, drain the dragon is on the same page as dosh, which means go to the bathroom. <laughs> drain the dragon. Do you say that? Yeah. I say lizard, but dragon, same thing. Oh, very nice. But okay. Different. Is everybody good? Because we've taken up now 55 minutes of Wendy's time. I'm sorry, Wendy. No worries. I didn't even know. Time was kind of flying, honestly. Well, like we, I know this has been just an absolutely insane week for you and it's an off day and you spent 55 minutes on a Zoom call with us. So like, thank you so much, first of all. Okay. Really and appreciate it. This is, we're just so happy for you. And like, I'm so excited that I have a front row seat to this because this has just been really cool getting to know you and your family and your story and, um, we are forever fans now. Forever fans. Oh, what's that? Yeah, that, actually, that is the Royals 2016 September picture of the month. Sorry, they mentioned that in the chat. Uh, there it is, just in case you were wondering. 
Wow. Yeah. Can you please text me and let me know if you found out if we uh, face each other? I'm going to try to look it up too. Now I want to know. 100%. I'm going to find the box scores. All right. But, okay. Good. Thank you so much. All right, you guys. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Well, I'll be keeping everybody up to date with Winton throughout the rest of the season. So thank you. Thank you so much, Winton. Uh, Maddie Mass, great job. You didn't get to talk much today. It makes me a little sad when you don't talk. Pete? Yeah. Great job. Ah, I'm just, I just showed up. You guys did it all. Mm. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. We are now Winton Bernard fans. Farm on, farm often. We will see you next Wednesday. See you guys.